Hello everyone, welcome to this edition of In the Garage with Track Guy. We recently traveled to Packwood, Iowa and Pekin High School for the opportunity to enjoy a conversation with 81 years young Davis Idol. Davis is in his 60th year of both teaching and coaching with the last 59 being spent at Pekin. Please sit back and enjoy some insights on life, education, athletics, and being a great grandparent from the man, the myth, the legend himself, my friend, Davis Idol. Well, I'm blessed and honored to be uh, sitting here today with uh, one of my heroes, outstanding coach and outstanding person for uh, many, many years, many, many decades, uh, we might say, and Davis Idol of uh, of Pekin and and Dave, thank you for taking the time to join me today. Well, th this is fun. I, I just love to reminisce and uh, go back over some of the early days of uh, sports here in Iowa. Well, we're going to do that. I had an interview with um, uh, Margaret Benjamin, Iowa's first state champion uh, in girls cross country. Dave is the one that told me that she was the the first champion, so I was able to track her down. She was from Central Lee. They won the team title that first year as well, and. And Coach Idle had a girls' team at Adel in 1966. And before we back up to your first coaching job, Dave, while we're on the story of 1966, what was it like to make the trip to Adel in the first ever girls' state meet? Well, I'd coached boys for four or five years. And when they started girls' cross country, my practices was we'd run, we'd run some 200s. And we'd run three or four. And the girls said, is that all we're going to do? And we kind of build up a little bit. And... I thought it was kind of a neat thing. It was a mile and a fourth. That's all it was. But, uh, oh, they were excited, uh, you know, and not many teams there. But still, it was a state meet, and uh, the atmosphere was just kind of like it is today. Oh, and and uh, talking to Margaret about it, you know, because there was no great press coverage about it, you know, and no social media. So she had no idea who was there and who what no. to expect. And she talked about a young freshman taking it out early, and it ended up being that Chris Gimberling from Lake City. Yeah. who became Iowa's first uh, two-time champion. She was the runner-up as a freshman and sophomore, then won it twice. So in 1963, you got started coaching, and you coached at Anita in mm -hmm. Southwest Iowa, won a boys' state title, and then you moved on. Was Anita your very first job period? That was, that was my first job, and I was hired as boys' basketball, assistant football, and then I had cross-country, so I tried to work them both in. We had no track. I had uh, about six boys out, practiced with five, and then the workout for our quarterback, Dennis Reed, he and I would run from the football field to the school each night. That was a mile, and that was basically his, his, uh, his workout. He would do a little bit on his own, but I would see him uh, with the cross-country team just when we had meets. He was a state, state runner-up. Uh, and a state champion in the mile back in the day, yes, too. Great yes, athlete. Yes. Won the Drake Relays. Uh, but I was fortunate. Uh, had him and his brother. They, uh, You ran five, counted three, and we had uh, three in the top six. And uh, we we won the team title. And uh, they also had a couple. You've heard of Bridgewater, Fontenelle, South South Page. They, they were good. Most of the power was in southwest Iowa. But I enjoyed it. I, I really did. And uh, basketball and uh, track. Uh, we had our, our track and being inexperienced, uh, it went down to Seymour beat us. We, I thought we were going to win it. But what I did was uh, 
I took this Dennis Reed, and I'd go into study hall. Boys, I need two people to run the 200. We only had eight out for track. Okay, I'll run, and I'll run. So we went to the district and won the uh, medley, and Dennis won the, uh, the mile, and he ran third leg on the four by two. I had another half miler that uh, was very good. He was uh, got fourth in the state that year in cross country, and so I ran him in the uh, half mile. Well, biggest mistake, and I didn't know. If I would have ran Dennis Reed in the half, anchored uh, uh, Ruggles in the medley, we still would have got second in the medley. We would have won by two or three points, but you know, that's how it is. It was fun. It was a good experience. We had, you know, that year, uh, uh, the football throw, and I'd have to go recruit a couple football throwers, and of course, I didn't have my bus license, and uh, my junior shot putter, he was uh, just turned uh, 17, he drove our bus, he had his <laughs> license. That wouldn't go today, but uh, you know, it was fun, yes. it was fun, and oh, I loved it there. Uh, we didn't have, uh, we had girls basketball, I was kind of helped out there a little bit. We had the cover girl on the uh, girls at, on the program. That's all, that was always uh, I tried oh. to tell that was a rite of passage when oh. when a girl made the cover of the state basketball yes. tournament. You knew yeah. she was special. And they wanted to take someone that wasn't in the state tournament. Right. So we got beat in the district finals, but uh, Nancy McLuhan uh, was on the cover, and that was exciting and. At the uh, end of the school year, the superintendent from Pekin called, and he was from Central College, and he kind of followed me there. He said, we'd like to have you come to Pekin. Well, I, I said, I don't know. He said, well. And where was home, Dave? Where was, where'd you go to high school? Newton. Okay. Newton and to Central to Anita, and then now the, the rest of the here. story. And so I, I said, I, I don't want to go. He said, well, we'll give you $5,600. Well, I got 4900 at Anita. My high school coach, uh, my college coach, they all talked to me, and they said, why don't you try it? So I came to Pekin. We got married, Sandy and I. I said, we'll stay two years. Well, it's been 59 years, so it's more than that. So it's, it's a good place. But I didn't want to go, but uh, on the long run, I'm glad I did because I look back and Anita's uh, kind of gone together. It's Cam now and yep, some schools. Sure. And it, was a, it was a good move in the long run. 60 years total in education. You're 81, are you? 80? 81. 81. Yeah. Still teaching the full class load. Three sections of uh, integrated science. I got biology and I got Iowa history. So uh, and, and in the same classroom at Pekin for so, nearly 60 years. Yeah, uh, nothing. I still got the cabinets. I'm looking back there at my cabinets. We got those in 63. We do have new tables. But uh, other than that, the walls are the same. Everything is the same, you know. Well, Dave, you're, you're just uh, a legend in, in so many senses of the word. And, and that's the point I want to get across today. But, you know, some of the things that we've talked about, 75 teams you've taken to the state cross-country meet between boys and girls. You've won seven state titles in cross-country between the boys and the girls and countless all-state runners. Like I said, you started at Anita, win a state title, and, and move on. But it's as active as you are. It's just, it always amazed me and amazes me more each and every day that at 81, still coaching boys and girls cross country, and now boys and girls track and field. How do you do it? And head girls basketball coach. Oh my goodness. So, uh, I always came with the philosophy, and, and, and people will ask, they said, could you write your philosophy down <laughs> and so forth? And I said, well, it's not going to be much. Uh, so I probably won't win any 
honors for philosophy, but I've used this uh, all through the years. Uh, three things I say, work hard, have fun, and never look back. And I always try to use that. I can outwork them all. And I still say today, I said, you know, I can still outwork about anybody here. And that's what you got to do to be successful. And it doesn't matter. I talk to coaches. I enjoy just getting together with them. And instead of going to these big clinics, for instance, Denny Anderson, uh, David Schofer of uh, Cascade, we'll sit down and talk track. I learn more that way. And I use all their workouts, a lot of this this stuff. And so, but using these three things, uh, work hard, have fun, never look back, and it's been successful. Well, and you've had successful instilling that on the, on the kids that you coach as well. And and I've always had uh, large amounts of kids out for your programs, always a lot of depth. And, and I tell people, uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but not totally, that I got beat handily as an athlete at Columbus Junction by uh, Pekin Athletes. Then I coached at Columbus Junction, and my Teams got beat handily, more often than not, by uh, Dave Idle coached kids. And, and uh, it's always a pleasure to watch and, and follow the Pekin student-athletes. And, and you've got a great assistant coach now in Sarah Wright that two mm -hmm. obviously uh, work very, very well together. And you also spent a long time officiating as well, did you not? Yeah, after uh, I quit uh, basketball for a period of time there, when my kids were playing, I officiated uh, basketball and football. I really didn't like it. I like, a lot of coaches will say, oh, I love to officiate, it's better than coaching. I like the coaching aspect of it. You know, just being there and being able to teach, they say, some of these signs, what's my hobby? Well, some of them will say reading, swimming, just teaching kids, teaching school. You know, that's what I like. And you did mention, you know, we, we've been uh, blessed by having a lot of kids out and it's hard and it, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, I can say my name, Kids aren't going to flock to come out just because some of these younger kids never even heard of me. Uh, you got to work at it. Sure. You, you really got to work at it to get them out. Sure. And kids, they've got more to do now than they used to. You know, there's more things yeah. to occupy the life outside of school. Mm -hmm. So it does. It becomes a, a continuous recruiting process to, to get kids to come out for your sport. And, and if you want your sport to be successful, you've also got to be a good recruiter. And, yes. and many years ago... It was as, as simple as seeing a kid in the hall and say, hey, you want to come out and give it a try. But the times are different. Oh, yeah. they uh, you got to convince them. So 60 years in education and coaching. And your dad was a, in education and a, and a coach as well. And, and my mom. And your mom. Mm -hmm. So you knew that was something that you were going to get involved in. Did, did you ever in your wildest dreams think at 81 you'd still be teaching in a classroom? I think I did. Did you? I, I did. I remember the last time the paper came and they interviewed me and they said, uh, Davis, how long do you want to coach? And I said, my grandson is in fifth grade. When he graduates, I think that I'll, uh, that'll probably be time. Well, he's 30 years old now. <laughs> so now I've got a great grandson that's six and I joke around, I'll be 98. When he's uh, when he's in high school, and you know, I don't even think about that. I sure. think too many people worry about different things, and uh, you just keep going. And uh, you know, time goes fast, but if you're doing something you like, you just keep right on doing it. You know, and I can remember coming to meets uh, of yours in high school, and when I was coaching, and and your wife Sandy always at your side, and 
sitting in that hot school bus and counting uh, uh, tongue depressors, you know, to yeah. put team scores together. But I'm an absolute true believer behind every successful man's an amazing woman, and, and she is all that. She's been here. Uh, she retired last year. She's been here 37 years she was working. But she's at home, and she will get the medals ready. Uh, she'll run errands here, get these charts helps me put on the course, still works. It's better for me. I kind of miss her here, but it's better for me because, <laughs> you know, I can get, she can get more work done. We can get stuff done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is that most people in schools don't realize when you put on a track meet and a cross country meet, it's a lot of work. You it just, is. It don't just happen. No. You know, no. and, and the number of volunteers it takes to put on uh, an event is people that have never done it don't get that either. You know, it isn't just turn them loose and say, follow the white line and you're done. Yeah. You know, and those of you that are hearing some background noise, we are in Dave's classroom at, at, at Pekin and, and uh, his home away from home, if you will, where he spends uh, a good portion of his day, probably seven days a week. Dave, what is what are some of the changes you've seen? And we're focusing on cross country because this is the uh, 50th year since Title IX was implemented and the uh, Iowa Girls Athletic Union is way ahead of Title IX, but in addition to adding girls cross-country, just cross-country as a whole, what are some of the changes you've seen over the 60 years that you think have bettered the sport? Well, I think that, uh, I guess I have an advantage because I do them both, girls and boys, sure. and same workouts. Now That's because we went to 5K. Is that yeah, why? Yes. Yeah, yeah went to same, same workouts. They do the same thing. I found that the girls uh, are very easy to coach. The boys are. They get together real well. And the thing is, they can do things that years ago you wouldn't think they can do. And physically. Physically. And I tell people that our state track meet, which is co-ed, and our state cross-country meet, which is co-ed, are as good or better than any state meets in America. What, what's your thoughts on that? At first, I, I, at first uh, I don't know if I like it. But it's the best thing. It's the best thing. And I watched uh, just recently the state track meet and cross country meet from Connecticut. It looked like a, it, it looks like a small invitational. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's amazing yeah. how the athletes uh, how they improve every year, and, uh, and and I like it how you know that everybody's so friendly. And I think cross country and track, and I've seen this through the years, and we've done this at our schools now. You yell when people go by. You yell for other kids. You don't even know who they are. No. No, absolutely. You know, and I tell people about our state cross-country meet, without even knowing where the leaders are, you just have to follow the crowd. It's just a swarm of people following those athletes around the course. I would love to see it from a drone just to see the sight. I bet it's just it's magical. It's, uh, they, they always say you go to the state meet and so forth. Well, this girl's a freshman. This boy's a freshman. Uh, they're used to it. No, you've got to run. You've got to be there. You you can't explain it to no, any of them. No. Now, in their next year, that they kind of know and uh, one of these things, but you've got to be there. And our slogan through the years has always been business as usual. Well, when we win something, get on the bus, let's go home, let's do this, and so forth. Well, don't you think, you know, and you talk about that, and it's happened a number of times where a young freshman regardless of class, is one of the favorites for the state cross-country meet, and they've never been in that kind of atmosphere, and, and it doesn't happen. But they come back the next year, and they're like, ah, 
I got this now. And you'll see a huge improvement from freshman kids to their sophomore year. Like you said, you can't explain it to people. And you get up there, they don't know. Uh, we talked about that earlier. When the gun goes off, some of these young kids don't know that they're supposed to stay behind the leaders. The thing I remember the most, uh, the girl from North Lynn just won everything. Uh -huh. The meet started off, and a girl from Nottaway Valley took off, got ahead of her, and just and no one could catch her. Sure, sure. And you, you never know. No, you don't know. No. What, what's going to happen? And our state track meet, you know, 15,000 people shoulder to shoulder for three days, cheering for people that don't even have a clue who they are or where the, where the town is, but they don't care. A good friend of mine used to coach Jerry Horton, has worked for years up there, and he said, uh, the, the kids are amazing, how, how polite they are and uh, want your help and so forth. Sure. When people start uh, ripping on our kids today and that, Send them to the Iowa State track meet. Absolutely. You know, that, that's the best example of what kids should be like. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. So let's back up a little bit. Your, your parents both taught. Were they always at Newton, Dave? Or? Dad started out at Colesburg, Central City, went to Holstein, where he had uh, a football player that captained Iowa's team. He played football at Upper Iowa for uh, Doc Dorman, who coached till he was 80-some. Then he went to Shenandoah, and he stayed there two years, and we lived about a block from the Everly Brothers. Oh, now, my the kids God. now have, never, they have no <laughs> clue who they You haven't heard of them? Then he went to Newton and coached for uh, 20 years there. Uh, Mom taught uh, music and then eventually taught first grade. Oh, so uh, I can remember sitting in study hall when I was in sixth, seventh grade, drawing out football plays and things like that. I wanted to be a football coach because sure. dad coached football. Uh -huh. We didn't have cross country when I was at Newton, so uh -huh. I, I had to play. I played football. and But, no, they were a big influence, and, and a lot of them say, where would you get that those work? Well, some of my dad used. But sure. they're successful. Yes. Just because somebody today, a college coach, says we do this, this, this. Well, I do this. Why change? I got thinking, why do I need to change? It's successful what you do. Absolutely. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. So, and, and your children are involved in education and athletics. Bring well, us up to date I, on your I kids. Enjoyed, I enjoyed coaching them. That was uh, most of the time. Uh, Angela uh, ran for me and played basketball. And she's a nurse at Cardinal High School just to the south here. My younger son is the uh, program director at the Park and Rec at Iowa City lives in Cedar Rapids, and he's been there, I think, 15, 16 years. And then my oldest son was the superintendent at Ottumwa, and he's at Solon now. And uh, What an outstanding athletic program Solon has. They've got, they've got more athletes there. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, they're successful, and I took a couple of my kids there, and I said, oh, like Emma Bach, I said, just look. They're there every, they don't have to be told. They work, they're good because they work at it. Yes. And that's what I try to get across. Girls, they have two legs too, but they put in the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they've, been, they've been successful, nice facilities and so forth, but uh, you still have to go through it. And do, Absolutely. Do workouts. Absolutely. And you got a son-in-law that's involved in education? He is uh, Dan Mater, uh, I coached him. He's the uh, superintendent now at Davis County, 
and he, they, uh, he goes to Moulton Udell for uh, one day a week. I'll be darned. That's, that's awesome. What about your grandkids, Dave? Are they uh, involved in athletics? The grandkids, uh, yeah, it was kind of a downer for me when Carson played his last game or uh, ran his last meet. Uh, I got two grandkids uh, that live in Des Moines about a mile apart. Uh, one's in the guard and one's uh, works as a counselor, Mary and Hunter. I have, and she has three. So I have three great grandkids, oh my a nine-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. My one grandson that's playing football this year for Iowa Western, he had a real good year at Davis County in the three sports, and he chose to do football and really likes it there. Sure. Well, they've got, they've, they, you know, that's a, a junior college that wasn't really even on the map till no. uh, 10 years ago. Now no. they're one of the best in the nation. No, they, uh, he, I said, well, how many do you have out? Well, you got about 150. And, but he's getting along real well. They redshirted him, and, and that's to his advantage, I think. Sure. And just he, he really likes it. My other two, Davey's got three kids, and he's still active because my one granddaughter is a sophomore Okay. at Solon. My other granddaughter is a sophomore at uh, Davis County. They're like night and day, all in athletics the whole time. And uh, True works in around Solon, and my other grandson, Tran is at Iowa State this year, so wow. got a whole bunch of them. We go around all yes. all over. We've got uh, idols everywhere. It's uh, it, it's fun. It, I bet it, it is. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I bet it is. So, what about this cross country team you have this year? Tell us about the boys and girls, and and you know just some of the challenges for coaches and and, and programs. You know, I think a lot of people know that. You know that here you are have won seven state titles. It isn't just as easy as the next year. We're going to repeat and do it again. It's hard. I, I got thinking we had a string there where uh, I think that for class 1A, I think we've been there 18 straight years. And you hear when you announce and so forth, this is their third year. This is their fourth year. Well, we're the only one up there in double figures, I think. And it's harder. It's, it's getting harder every year. And you mentioned that... Uh, this year, I thought we won the state, the Washburn Classic, when these girls were in seventh grade. And I says, boy, we've got it. One of them came out. The others, now they're taking the time off and so forth. We have basically eight girls that run, four that are, that are there to uh -huh. kind of help out. That's all we have. But, boy, they work hard. Good. They, they, they and really, that's all you can ask. Oh, love it. it the best group of kids... Talent-wise, no. No drama. Just love it. We have uh, a good front runner. We got three or four. We need to find, and every coach says this, a fourth, fifth, sixth runner, but they're working at it. Whatever they do, we've been ranked. We start out at 15th and second, fifth, So, but we're in there. I sure. mean, we'll, we'll be competitive. So next year, we got them all back. We don't lose anybody. On boys, I thought last year, no, we ran into some problems on on uh, some of the kids getting sick and COVID, and that killed us. So I thought this year, man, I lost one senior. I've got all of them back. Well, let's see. Three moved away, so that takes care of that. Two went out <laughs> for football. One didn't come out. I says, oh. I says, what do I do? We're little by little getting better. And I look at it, what a good group of kids to, to coach. And we aren't going to set the world on fire, 
but uh, we got some good kids coming up, and it goes on that. You know, in your small schools, runs in cycles. Yes, it does. Like, Absolutely you know, does. You're up there for a while, then you're down, then you're up, and we've been blessed with, uh, like I said, I've got a very good assistant coach, and we've got the school backs cross country here, and I know we only have 11 or 12 out, but we've got seven, eight good workers. It'll be back up. We've got some kids coming up and so forth. But, you know, don't you think that's one of the beauties of a small school? They can try another sport in the same season. You know what I mean? A lot of the big schools, a cross-country yeah. runner is not going to quit and go out for football or right. vice versa. Right. So that's part of the beauty of it, but it comes to bite you in the butt, you know, occasionally I when know. that happens because you yeah. don't have a lot to choose from to begin with, but at least they're out for something, you know, not just not, you know. Yeah, well. For yeah. the most part. For the most part, but and that's true. We're we're we've got the good kids, and hopefully, you know, we'll we'll keep them out and sure. so forth. And sure, I enjoy it. You always look forward to what's next, and you, my philosophy: never look back. We don't say, "Well, if we would have had this, can't do anything." You just always look forward. Absolutely, you know. And and I going back in time a bit. You had the great Steve Griner, you know, and, and Steve still in many uh, of the record lists and record books. And here you are, peak at a one A school. Literally, not in the middle of nowhere, but in the middle of the country, middle of the county, and you had a 407 miler in high school. It just had to be amazing to you. Coaches would come up, and now Dave, they said, if you would coach him and get his arms going a certain way, I think <laughs> you, that would, uh, and I, they'd tell me, I said, well, listen, he's run 407. Yeah. What do you want to do? And we're talking the 1970s, folks. And this, yes. this kid was way ahead of the curve. He was, and he would go to. He went to a couple colleges. I said to the coach, "Now listen, this guy's different. Don't pour the miles on him." First week, they had he dropped out, stress fracture. Yeah. They had him do 120 miles. I yeah. said, "He, you got to treat each person, you know." Yes. And I, I think another thing that helps our kids here. How many times uh, you met one of the little girls today in the hall that was my number one runner? Uh, as we're walking out to practice, Chloe, what do you think we ought to do? How to, here's the workout. Do you think we should do this, this, this? And they they kind of, t- well, I think this would be, we do it, yeah. you know? Give them some ownership. Oh, that's, uh, and, you know, they'll respond. Sure. You know, they respond to you and so forth. Uh, and that, that's what I like about it. You know, uh, I don't have a notebook, uh, note, you know, all the workouts down there and, like I said, I enjoy whenever I see a coach, uh, Mike Parker. Sure. Uh, he ran for a tumble when I hear, and he went to AAU meets with us, and I uh, sent him a note once and congratulated him on his honor, and I said, I still use that one workout that you gave me, three plus three plus one, and probably one of the best ones. And it was never written down. I didn't read it from, just got it talking to him. Sure, sure, Absolutely. And don't you think that's a part of the beauty of our sport? To, they're not, oh. a, you're not afraid to share. Oh, no. You know? No. And uh, do whatever we can to, to make one another uh, and their teams better. Well, when I drove here today to Pekin High School, and those of you who may or may not know, near Ottumwa, near Fairfield, the school address is Packwood, maybe on a good day as 100 people, but it has a post office. So near Ottumwa, near Fairfield, south of uh, Oskaloosa, but I came by uh, an old cemetery on 78, Dave, that when I was in high school, the, the fall of 76, we had a cross-country meet there. You remember that? Oh, yeah. It was called, what oh, we still use it, Rock Creek Cemetery. And things have changed a lot. We started at the gate, 
we ran down the hill around the oiler that the cows used around a trail over a creek through some trees and came up the hill and finished at the Searcy tombstone. Absolutely. And that, it was that tough. Was, and that was, that was it. And that's what cross country was. Uh, we wouldn't do it to, it's getting so high class now. I mean, it's a big business, but back then, where should we run? We would go to Tri-County, run out in a, a field, a hay field that was cut. Yeah. And we just run everywhere. You were talking about, remember you came down and we ran at Lake Darling and we had, uh, when you come around that final along the beach, we'd run a uh, hundred yards in the sand. There were a lot of leaders until they hit the sand that didn't they, finish as the leader. That, that made it fun. And that's what cross country was. You got to do different things. And of course you can't do it today the way, cause they have districts now and you only have so many meets. And I, I think a lot of times the programs uh, are hurt because we always try to do something a little different. You got to do your grass loops. Uh, last night we had a meet postponed. So we went to over at Fairfield and ran around a, a, a lake, the little lake there across the dam and came up with some things as we went. You got to make it fun. Sure. Speaking of running in cemeteries, I remember one year when I was in high school in the mid seventies, we went to West Point Marquette and their course yeah. was at a cemetery. And we get there and they had to change the course because they had a funeral tent set up right where the course was going to go. And we, some of the girls weren't real excited about running in the cemetery, but like you say, it's, uh, there was a time when, when anything goes. The one thing I really appreciate too, we talked briefly about uh, that first girls state meet, which was held at the Hillside Country Club in Adel, and that is still the home course for ADM cross country at, at that Hillside Country Club. So. Uh, History lives on on there as well. And, you know, and our state has had some outstanding girl cross-country runners, those that, like Margaret Benjamin, our first champion, that was the only uh, year we had a state meet was her senior year, yeah. and she won it. You know, and then we had uh, Sarah Beckford of Rolf and Chris Gimberling from Lake City and, and, yeah. and kids that went on when the sport was so new, uh, and still many of them went on and ran collegiately. That's uh, the one thing that uh, I like about the Iowa girls and the uh, two of the coaches from Iowa State and then uh, the other one, I don't know if it was Missouri or what he says, you know, I'll go to Iowa and I'll pick out one of these girls that compete in two or three sports. Those are who I want. And you see so many that uh, uh, anymore, this, the club stuff, and let's focus on this. But their, their philosophy was, you give me three, three people. I had Gwen Wright. They took her at Iowa State. They said, you're in three sports. That's the kind of athlete I want. Well, don't you think it, 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 it's a benefit to those kids to, to get coached by other coaches? Yes. Other yes. philosophies, other yeah. demeanors. You yeah. know? I, I totally believe that, and I totally agree with it. It, 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 it makes them a better athlete. I, I think, you know, overall. But there is. There's a fair, yeah. I, fair I, amount I, and a growing amount of specialization. I said... I, I think back of uh, through the years, some of the good cross country coaches, and they're all retired. There isn't, you know, they, they go about 10 years, and, yeah. and that's, and I'm seeing like uh, I'm kind of the outsider. I, I don't know anybody anymore, sure. you know, and you try to uh, hear there and, and so forth. And so I, I miss, I miss uh, talking to a lot of, a lot of the coaches. I just, don't get out. I see the ones around here. Sure, you know quite a bit. And sure, and you remember the Hall of Fame, the Iowa Association of Track and Cross Country Coaches Hall of Fame. 
but that was 25 years ago. That yeah. needs to be, now I need to update that because you've added so much to your resume just because people don't coach 60 years unless you're Dave no. Idle or, no. or Bob David Schofer. Yeah. You know, and I'd like to, I love to tell the story. It wasn't that many years ago. Now coach David Schofer is retired, but the two of you each, you each had a, a, meet, a team at the state meet and between the two of you, there was a, a combined 106 years of coaching and both of you that longevity came at the schools Bob retired from the he, coach he started uh, at the school at you're still at. Aquin, yeah. the Catholic school, yeah. and they, you know, went there and uh, so forth. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, we've had some uh, people, can't believe when we were talking, High Covey, Harlan Milliken, Frank Schweitzer, some of these coaches that have brought teams to, to here to do, do something a little bit different. You know, uh, sure. Bob Mudd of North Lynn, Good coach. He's one of the. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it doesn't matter. And he's old school. And I like I, that. I told Bob the other. Man, I don't. I said, Bob, you can lose them all, and you'll still be good. He ran down here for Ames High School, you know, and I was showing him his records, <laughs> what he had. Uh, and then I, a kid walked down the hall today, and I coached his great grandma, and <laughs> she was on one of my first cross country teams. And here he's walking. You know, you don't think about that. You no. think that's about a, Oh, about five or six years ago. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So forth. But such great memories, you know, and, and uh, I encourage all kids, get involved when you're in high school, yeah. whether it's the arts or, or athletics or whatever your specialty is, uh, or make a specialty. You know, many kids say, well, I'm not a good athlete, well, but you could be a great teammate. And as you know, oh, yeah. we never have a good uh, enough good teammates, you know. No, people all ask, they, they always say, Mike Jay's coming down. Right away, oh, Drake relays this. Well, you know, it is. But, you know, I always go back and think of when you ran in high school, when you were coaching, you couldn't find your team. Yeah. And they were up in a tree. Yeah. They yeah. were all climbing up the tree. Yeah, know, at Fairfield. At Fairfield. Yeah. At the, at the turn, they came around and go to the finish. They were cheering on one of your other one, and they were climbing up in the tree. Yeah. Now, that, that's kind of cool, I think. Well, many, you know, that's know just that? absolutely. Those are uh, uh, great memories. And, you know, when I talk about peaking cross country and running against peaking when I was in high school at Columbus Junction, but the track meets that you would put on, and now the state doesn't care to have all right. those events. But we had the six mile run where the kids would run out on the gravel roads. They had the 880 walk because yeah. you were a competitive race walker. We had. Every relay known to man, yep. from the true distance medley down to the 880 medley. Uh, and we had uh, a co-ed meet, two boys, two girls. Yep. And we did that stuff. It was fun. Now, I look back, now we have the 880 medley as a, as a yeah. state event. So it was fun to, uh, to look to see how the, the teams that we used to bring to Pekin back in the 70s would compete <laughs> against those kids now in the 2000s. But great memories and great fun. and. And we started out the, the show talking about this, Dave, and, but you're 81 and still so active. Are you going to stay here until the Pekin board says, Dave, it's time to move on? Probably. You, ne you never know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's been some coaches I know that where the board says, well, you know, you might want to consider retiring and so forth. But I look around and uh, I said, you know, I never sit down in class. I always stand up, walking around, always do this and that. I can still, and I'm bragging about that, outworking about any any of them here. Sure. You know, and I, I keep that. And uh, 
yeah, if you're slowing down or health-wise, I, I think. But I try to go out. I had hip replacement surgery six years ago. I finally gave in. Three weeks later, I went to a walk at Lone Tree. I still compete in the state games. Sandy said, you might want to take a break here. <laughs> you know, teaching all day, I went to help this lady out from North Liberty. She puts on a race for her dad at Mitchellville. So I took my clock up and I said, I'll go. And I figured it was time to take a break when a, a little boy walked by with his dog and was ahead of me. <laughs> and so, I, oh man, I'm getting too old for this. But uh, yeah, I take a week off or so. And I don't work out every day. Sure. You know, coaching and teaching and so forth. But, but you're, you're the perfect example of, of the old cliche that you're as old as you feel. That's right. You know, there's not many 81-year-olds that could or would do what you do. No. Work a full-time job, and teaching is uh, more it's, than just a full-time job, it's, it's, as you know. It's different today. Yeah. 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 And, and coaching uh, five different sports, if you will. Boys mm -hmm. and girls cross, boys and girls track, and basketball. Yeah. And that is a uh, huge workload on a 22-year-old just fresh out of college. But you know, it, it's everything you've learned along the way. That uh, this is this is what you know. This is what this I've is watched, your life. Watched uh, you know my dad do it, and when he was a football coach, uh, they didn't have uh, on tackling girls. I remember they would tackle him, <laughs> you know, to, for that. And I just watched it. Enjoy what you're doing, and uh, you know, you work hard at it. And kids, kids are pretty smart. They can tell. They they watch you. They can tell if uh, your reactions and if you're interested or interested in them. And so I've kind of learned uh, how you talk to one, you talk to others, but, and I've learned that sometimes when you send out messages, you send it to the whole group. So, you know, you just yep. have to know how to, to work that. And, and kids are starving for that today, that direction and, yeah. and somebody to care about them. And, you know, especially the day of a meet, or a game, a coach is with those kids longer on that particular day than their parents are. Well, that's what I was going to say. I have a girl in class. It's in my first hour and fifth hour, and then I have to after school. Uh, I see her more than her, sure. you know, more than her parents. And Absolutely. So forth. And I always look at this, and I see a lot of coaches today. Uh, they said, "Well, we've retired from teaching, but we're just coaching," or vice versa. I, I don't think you can do that. My, I, you've got to coach, and then. Be in school to see the kids. There are people, you know, that are successful. But in a small school, by doing both, teaching and coaching, what an advantage that is. It is. It is. You, you keep up with them. You can uh, talk to one of their teachers if a, if a student's having issues in a classroom or, or whatever uh, the case is. And, and obviously, you've been very, very successful uh, at it. So And you got to learn to change. We've been always on the day of a cross-country meet or the day of a track. I would show them parts of a movie, Steve Prefontaine. Sure. They don't even know who he is now. Yeah. They, they haven't even heard of him. Yep. yep. I mean, so yep. we don't do that. Sure. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. But, it is. <laughs> well, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to come down here and, and sit in uh, the classroom with you and, and, and talk. And you've always been an idol of mine. And I mean that I-D-L-E. What you have accomplished at Pekin and what every young coach should aspire uh, to accomplish, uh, 60 years. It's it just, uh, it's mind-boggling that anybody stays in a job that long, That's let alone in education. When you've seen that each and every year, 
that people get out of education as fast as they get in, or a small yeah. school like Pekin or Columbus Junction is a stepping stone to a bigger job that, that, the, I, that they I want. I had a chance, the superintendent told me my second year here, he said, Dave, I just got a call from Central Davenport, Ira Dunsmore had said that he would like to have you come up there and uh, teach and then be his assistant, and then when he retired, and the superintendent said to me, he says, oh, well, I told him that you weren't, <laughs> you weren't ready for that yet. And, uh, but best decision, staying here. Sure, you know, I sure. like the, the small school aspect and uh, like when we go tonight, I love, and the kids, this is hard for them to believe. When I go to Columbus, uh, we're sitting there as we come in, the team will, the basketball team will sit on the bleachers. I'm over there in the crowd talking to uh, Donnie Orr. Sure. They say, well, well, Jeff Martin, what yeah. do is why do you talk to those people? Yeah. I talked to those girls on the team. I said, your parents played when I coached. Sure. And oh, they love it. And, yeah. and I really enjoy talking you sure. know, to that. So. Sure. Absolutely. And, and they, they enjoy it every bit as much and or more they, than you do. It, yes. It's not a matter of life and death. You know, uh, when the game's over, I enjoy talking to some of the parents up there. Sure. And uh, even though they yell at you during the game, after the game, it's, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, and uh, it's going to be fun to, to follow the, the Pekin Panthers uh, this cross-country season, and uh, I have uh, very little doubt we'll see you up there at uh, Kennedy Park once again with 70-something, either 76 or 77 uh, state qualifying teams in total after this year. Well, like I said, it, it's hard, and you never take anything for granted. I already have the map. So I said, Sarah, look at this. I went through last night and put on the eight districts, and I think this team will go here. What a hard job the union had. Oh, it is. It, it, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Never complain no. about it. We had a tough one one year, but an easy one. one. So I had them all planned out how they might go. And that's kind of fun to do. Sure, and, sure. And so forth. Yeah. And uh, yeah. kind of motivates the girls a little bit. But we always think that we're ready to go um, – Next week, we go to City High, and that's kind of a yardstick to what we're what sure, we sure. might do. Awesome. Well, Dave, thanks again. Have Thank a great you. rest of your season. Thank you. I appreciate you coming down. We hope you enjoyed this edition of In the Garage with Track Guy with our guest, Davis Idol. We want to thank our amazing Track Guy supporters. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do. And to our shoe partners, Fitness Sports in Clive, Johnston, and Coralville, Peak Performance in Sioux City, the Iowa Running Company in Cedar Rapids, and Fleet Feet in Davenport, we say thank you. Until next time, this is Track Guy saying so long.